It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Episode... 54. 54. It's, it's confusing because we started uh, on a random day. Mm. If we just started one day earlier? It would have... Yeah, I think... Well, one day later? Must, no, one day earlier. It would have been Monday, Tuesday, when Friday would be 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's... Uh, what did you look at on your watch? What were you no, I, wasn't, your watch? I wasn't looking at my watch. I was looking at my bike... It is uh, <laughs> reflecting on the good old times. It's a fucking good-looking bike, specialized. It's like a cross between almost a mountain bike. There's yeah, no suspension a, it's and a, cyclo- a road bike. It's a cyclocross. They call what it. What do they call it? Cyclocross. Cyclocross. Yeah. Never cycle heard of it. cross. Cyclocross. Yeah. It's um. You see on the side, I think it says CRLX or something. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, I bought that uh, off Hamish Blake uh, t- <coughs> two years ago. Two years ago. Is that the comedian guy? Comedian guy. Oh, but yeah. he um, and uh, and my mate, and he basically, when we, uh, I was asking him what bike to buy, on over text message, and he said, I was sending him a few links, and I just wanted something real basic that I could just ride around. Just. He's a cycling guy, but did you know he might have had a spare bike? No, <laughs> Ever think no, that? I didn't think it at all. I was literally like, man, what should I get? I'm a bit stuck. And he was like, man, I can't allow you to be riding any of those shit bikes. <laughs> and he's like, I've got a bike that I've only uh, only bought recently, but basically he got like a, a deal where Giant were giving him bikes so he didn't need the specialized one anymore so he gave me a sick deal basically like half price than what he paid how, how for how much it. what do you sting you it was uh, 1100 bucks that's a good price uh, no yeah 1100 maybe yeah and I think it was 2500 new do you own Lycra yeah I spent uh, over $400 on Lycra have you worn said Lycra I've worn it one. Uh, I've taken more photos of me in the Lycra Fuck than I've off. actually gone on rides with it. Yeah, because when I was getting, I was like, oh, I what, felt like. Hang on, wait. Where do these go? I put one on Instagram. Wait, it's a pretty. Was it crutch? Was that involved? A little bit, but basically, <laughs> the reason I was looking at it is I'm trying to work out what to do because it's a fucking good bike. And Bree's like, it's a great bike. Don't don't sell it. The thing with it, though, for me, is a as a uh, my, the kind of bike riding I'd want to do. See, I want to thrash that a lot more. You can't thrash that bike. It's quite rigid, so it's like still hard wheels. So mm-hmm. going up, you know, gutters and shit. Mm-hmm. I'd buckle the wheel. So don't I mean, lend it, it to me when sol- you go. It's not away. like a road. It's not like a road bike. It's like a, a hybrid. Yeah, but, but still, you'd fuck that. But I'm trying to work out whether to sell it or not. Good resale, I think. Yeah. You'll get for that. Get rid of it. Bikes. Maybe I ask him, like, mate, do you mind just fucking signing on this thing and sell it as a bit of memorabilia? <laughs> I don't think I wrote it enough. I think I could pass it off as... <laughs> See, he's sponsored by Giant or what? he's yeah. got a, a deal with them, but inadvertently he's actually done an ad for Specialized <laughs> through <laughs> our podcast, through you. It's very true. Fuck. But no, he... I mean, there's a reason why he got Giant because they is, um, <laughs> He was thinking about what we wanted to talk about before and... I, I just kept coming back to being sued, getting sued or suing somebody. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting topic. Go on. I, do you, have you been sued? Have you, do you know anyone who's been sued? No, I've, uh, I, I've got uh, friends who have, uh, oh, 
in different processes of being sued. They've been sued. Yeah. What oh, was the story no, about uh, Matt Diavella? Yeah, Matt. Fuck, De- he's got uh, another plug. He's got uh, a great podcast, by the way. Yeah, no, Matt Diavella did a. Uh, he's uh, the guy who directed Minimalism, the documentary. But beyond that, he's done a bunch of uh, cool shit, including the Envision Doco um, Design Disruptors. But uh, he, when he was like in college, did a, a uh, I think it was like a music video parody of a uh, supermarket. And it's like them in the supermarket and they had the logos and shit in there and all that sort of thing. So it's like the equivalent of going into a Woolworths. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he... Um, Wasn't they he doing sued. sexually provocative yeah, movements? and I think they were like pretending to spit in the food or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, they got a call from the journalists, a journalist being like, hey, just at the courthouse, like this company's suing you for like $5 million. The thing about being sued is it's not... A quick process. No. It drags on. And I could just imagine the weight you'd feel. So you've never been sued? No. Close? I'll get to a fun story about my uncle. No, I, okay. I, I, I've never been sued. Nothing's come up yet. Perfect. <laughs> um, but like imagine the time frame from the moment you get a letter where you get served or you get notified. Because it's not like the cops come and arrest you. You know it's clear. Like you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you've been arrested. You're yeah. going... It's like... It's the start of a slow, battle. Yeah, it's a battle, a slow battle. Mm-hmm. My uncle owns a sports centre. Yeah. Um, and they do netball, indoor soccer. He's had it for years. I started working there when I was 13. I worked um, on Saturday mornings when the netball was on. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, why'd serve... You, why'd you pick netball? It, it was just, just happened no, it was just, it was where, the Grand, where the Grand Prix okay, is held sure. in Melbourne, there's a big... Uh, where the cars pull in. Okay. And so there just was just... imagine sleazy young Tommy Jacket with all the netballers. <laughs> Go off, just mate. Like, what, was, did you, what was your role? This was back... And I was thinking... I think about this also. Food handling. We would put the, you know, the red hot dogs into a big vat of water. Yeah. Cook them up and serve them. I didn't have a food handling thing. Yeah. So it was back probably when you didn't have to have this. Yeah. And then we did like... Sausage rolls, frozen ones would whack in, get them going. Pies, um, killer pythons. Fuck, I love any food at a canteen. Oh, this was back also when milk drinks were around. So like these weird kind of like... Not fucking refrigerated. No, 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 no. They're refrigerated. But my point is they're not in a great deal of venues anymore, like funky sugary milks, whereas they've moved to more protein shakes and maybe a few nippies. Remember nippies? Are they Do you get the, the nippies? Are they, you mean like beer? Uh, no, ice coffees, ice chocolates, Oh, yeah, of boxes. course. Yes, yes, yes. I'm th- what am I thinking of? Nobby's nuts. No, <laughs> Nobby's nuts. Similar. Anyway, so I worked in this. I was folding um, bibs and, you know, folding run, doing run sheets yeah. for the games and taking payment. It was good. It's pretty much where I learned how to count. Yeah. Like, as much as I did in school. As in count money. Like I'd have to do the till. Oh, that's cool. And I fucking yeah. got really good at it. Yeah. It's a good skill what to have age, as a kid. What age? Like fourteen. I would have. No, I still would have been thirteen then. It's like oh, as soon as you could start working, he gave me a job there. Right. Thirteen bucks an hour. That's good. Anyway, so it's the sports center, and um, you know, this ball's flying everywhere, mm-hmm. as 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 there is at sports centers yeah, that require balls to play the sport. A guy sued him. Yeah. For being hit by a soccer ball. Oh, get fucked. Fuck off. Here's the thing, though. Backstory. This bloke had also sued 
a bunch of other people for stupid shit. So the court system knew of him, right? Yeah. And so the thing is insurance companies. So his insurance company actually have to fight the lawsuit. Yeah. And so... It's like, hey, Greg, uh, what is it this week? Oh, bloody soccer ball hit me in the face. It's a bit of that vibe, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, fuck it. Hey, Greg, what's that? Oh, just... Fucking had McDonald's hot chips and they were too hot and burnt it burnt me, me, me. Yeah, burnt me fucking lip. <laughs> it was shulchy. Fuck, that's outrageous. Yeah, go on. And so the insurance, so all basically insurance. in short, the insurance company will determine whether or not they will fight it based on a bunch Wait, of stuff. Wait, so to, just to be clear though, the insurance would come from. So you pay, uh, but that would be your mate. But that would be your uncle's insurance. Yeah. So the company that he yeah. has. It'd be like a liability, public yeah. liability or something. Fucking QBE or what? Like or Aon or yeah. fucking, like a, a, an insurance company. But he's because as people, I guess we don't have insurance. So okay, so he's called. So he's basically when they they sue someone, then it goes through. Yeah, so they sue for whatever damages, loss of work, yeah. inability to you know function, you know normally whatever, mm-hmm. um, and. And so, yeah, they decide whether or not they'll pursue it because if there's a case, they hold a too strong a case, they'd have a legal department internally. But they decided to go after this guy and, um, and ca- like, ca- uh, I don't know if they countersued him, but they fight the charges. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know what happened. I know that my uncle, nothing happened yeah. beyond just them, this guy actioning a lawsuit. But fuck me. It's like the people that slip over, you know, go to slip over in fucking, um, what do you call it? Yeah, supermarkets. supermarkets on a wet you floor. know, um, Joe, who we hung out with a bit today, her dad is a doctor for insurance stuff. Ah. So he'll be in the process. He'll basically, you know, people doing dodgy fucking claims and stuff like work mm. cover claims. He deals with all of that sort of stuff. So he'll have to go in and work out. And you'll, they do full investigations of people. So they'll, um, yeah, people who will be fucking limping or whatever, and then they you, they have footage of them being fucking normal. They're the best on ACA, just like the dude cruising in, get a fucking hot dog. It's always like he's doing something really normal. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's not even like he's cl- trying to fucking do a backflip over a fence. No. But it's just like they catch him the moment he got milk. <laughs> For that, I mean, that's where they're, it's that, because uh, they're fucking suing because they, apparently they can't do these normal things. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's just fucking, we're catching this bloke out. Yeah. Says he can't go to the shops, get a Slurpee. I would, fuck, I would, uh, I don't know if we've spoken about it before, but the, uh, the PI thing really interests me. You, I think you'd be a fucking awesome PI. I would get like, just the, the process of like, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, imagine you're the job interviewer yeah, uh, and you're from a recruitment company you're asking I mean some of the things that I would say like I like the reason why I'd be a great PI love fucking sitting you know I love sitting <laughs> the idea of sitting in a car you know I love traffic <gasps> I've got a story for you okay great moment, about traffic no I've got a story for you about, about a PI okay, fuck I fuck, can't believe okay, I great. Anyway, go. so anyway the yeah so getting to sit around I like the idea of that being work. Like, I like mm. the idea of just being like, say if we, it'd be good to do it with someone else. So say if you and I were being PIs, where it's like, man, got work, got to be up at five o'clock to see this person go and see if they're like injured or whatever. 
let's go to McCafe beforehand, get a little fucking hash brown, <laughs> little coffee from McCafe. Just fucking sitting, it's like winter or whatever. Got the fucking yeah, heater yeah. on, f- fucking Fifi Fevin Byron on the fucking yeah. radio. Just like listen or listen to a bit of fucking Joe Rogan or some shit. You, you've talked everything other than the work at this point. Well, no, this is the work. That's what's fucking. <laughs> so it's, it's true. It's because it's not work. You like? Yeah, the no, I like it. the idea. Of well, just like, I wouldn't hire you if I was. No, because all you've got to do is be fucking stealth and be able to like use cameras and shit. So we would be like yeah. sitting around. And just you got to make sure the fucking windows don't fog up because you need to be able to see through them. Mm. But see, I, here's the thing: the, uh, the, like the good ones are probably hard cunts. Yeah, like a stel- just like, rough. No. Well, they yeah they've been around. So this guy that I had coffee with, I, I don't want to say his name or any attachments to it because uh-huh. he um, he'll probably hear this somehow. Yeah, He's probably uh-huh. got fucking filters yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He was an ex person from. Like high up in the military Yeah It's Craig Harper everyone (laughs) No 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 He was not in the military Although he wears cargo pants He does have (laughs) I just thought he didn't have legs (laughs) Anyway This guy was telling me At coffee that He was a PI And that he was doing a job For a a socialite Melbourne woman Who was Trying to See their Ex-husband or something Yeah And he was telling me about How he legitimately Fucking crawls under cars puts GPS systems onto the car and he goes to hotel rooms Yeah, and he puts into the... Um, the power sockets, yeah. putting cameras and shit. Correct. Audio devices and, and But he's making back. it sound like it's real fucking like clever. I don't like crawling under cars. No cunt. Well, You're literally putting your arm under like... Yeah. It's... He's... He, He's got getting into it because he likes the sell of the story, and I get it. I would do the same thing. Well, I think he's he acquired a set of skills that were good for no, taking down people. He went to iSpy.com and bought a couple of fucking <laughs> gadgets. No, but seriously, right? The other gadget which would be sick, and I played with one of these at the uh, NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters Expo that happens. It's actually happening in like a month's time in Vegas. Oh, NAB, yeah, yeah. I was there last year. And there's um, a company that do long-range audio. So, it's used uh, commonly, you'll see it used in sporting events and shit. Mm. So, just detailed stuff where if you've got fucking like ball sports and stuff and you want to pick up those sounds, you have these and it's like a dish. Sort of looks like it's like a, um, yeah, like a cone. A satellite dish. Yeah, and you point it. And it's like really targeted. So someone could be 50 meters away. You point and at And if you point it and you can, <laughs> and you can hear it. It's really, it's really tinny. So you need to like post-process it to make it sound better. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can use that. And they were, they created a product which was a smaller version. So imagine like a satellite looking thing and it's aimed at um, people doing talks. So rather than having them use a lav mic, you basically just have this satellite thing and because you're panning towards where they are, you always get their audio, which I don't think is a bit of a shit. The early days of inventions are always a bit fucking weird. Yeah. Because right right there, like imagine being that dude down or at an event filming and you got this big fucking... Yeah, well, it's saying. like my easy rig. I mean, not that that's like a weird looking, but that's that fucking thing that I get so many people talking. It's a talking point. It's yeah. like a... How would you describe it? What does it look like? So, imagine if you put a backpack on, you cut the actual backpack off. So, now you've just got the straps 
holding the bag on in the back of the back, the backpack. And then they put on like this this pole that runs up your spine and then curves over. Yeah. And so it's like a, the, a fishing like rod that you caught like, a fish. Yeah, that you would like dangle over you to um, with a carrot or something. Yeah. So the way the the idea of it is that it takes the weight of the camera away from your arms and supports it. Yeah. By holding it above so by this dangling rope. Yeah. It it basically hangs my camera to um at my face level and then I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah, I can pull it yeah. down and. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of people talking about that sort of thing. Have you ever been an early adopter? Have you seen early stages of stuff? Early to drones quite early. Not, re- the, not no, really. Drone in terms of um, consumer, not prosumer. So yeah. like... You got the Mavic as soon as it came out, which was... Good investment. The first, the first drone in its class, really. The first like super simple drone they had all those DJI th- well they had the Phantom 3 Phantom 3 you know like the too um, big yeah I, I was I could be a cowboy and take it everywhere yeah but fuck man that that did wonders for me yeah so you've gone off the drone so uh, you've gone off drones I remember like two years ago mm. uh, when we were uh, sort of early stages of our business businesses that was your bread and butter you were the drone guy i've made money from using a drone once or twice yeah i make money from using a drone on the other side as a marketing tool yeah and i never thought about it like that but also the i kind of had a break uh, there was like a period where i wasn't really making my own videos and this was like when bodie was being born I think around that time. What during the birth? You're you're <laughs> during the yeah, birth. Yeah, I missed it. I was the, out uh, flying, the drone. flying the drone. No, but before I don't know. I was just I, f- I, f- I was feeling this stress at this one point, and I just was flying my drone a lot, and um you and making drone great videos. Content. Yeah, I think they were great. They're visually great, and and I'll still continue to use it. But I now enjoy. I think I like making stuff that's not just visual. It's like the yeah. story to it too. Well, it's a, it's a novel thing, right? You were just like playing, you were toying around with your craft. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done that, it's like, okay, now what? But the other thing too is you were um, you were doing it when there wasn't the sort of spotlight around regulations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like I yeah. remember flying it with you and we're like near the city and I'm like, ah, do you reckon we can fly here? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it should be fine. Whereas like there's no using that as an excuse anymore. Yeah, yeah there's not because of all the apps now telling you where you can fly and not. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel that. There's fucking idiots on the internet just coming down on people with their footage. Yeah. Um, and just, it, it's just purely because they don't have the balls. Well, we've done do it. it. We've done a whole, uh, we did a whole episode on the sheriffs. It feels like oh, such a right. long time ago, doesn't it? That, that episode. We did one talking about just these different Facebook pages. They're like bitchy Facebook pages yeah. that um, of people who follow the drone rules very strictly and will come down your heart if you f- if you break those rules. There was another Facebook page I've um, inter- interestingly heard about recently, and it was like a a feminist's Facebook page. Yeah, and the word from my source was that they get they will like gang up on people on there if they start saying anything that's against what they're saying uh-huh. like the slightest bit and bully people out of the page yeah really fascinating yeah so but there's a, there's like 
a heap of niche pages, closed groups that would be very fucking unusual. Yeah, well, I think that it's a um, because if if there's a feminist page, they're going to get people who are just obviously actively, you know, trying to provoke. But then there's also the light and shade, which is like. Mm-mm. What does it mean to be a feminist? And that's what... more angry, the, like yeah. the, the the people you see picketing or, yeah. like, or like very... At the front of the movement with the aggression, with a bit of separation, you know, like it's a us against them, which is not everybody yeah. who's a feminist. It's yeah. like, it's just... And that's what we spoke of. about on a, like a previous episode, which is like, I call myself a feminist. Most people I know do. And, you know, I think that it's the... Uh, yeah, it's, but there there are people in all sides of every single camp that are using different fucking ideologies or whatever you want to call mm, it mm. to basically, um, I don't think ideology is actually the right, right word, but um, they're using these names as a way of justifying their actions, which mm. aren't necessarily... Um, agreed upon by everyone within those things. That's why I think, you know, people are moving away from calling themselves certain mm-hmm. things. That's why I don't like, you know, saying you're left or you're right or you're this or you're that. Like, I'm just like, I just have my uh, my views. But you, you've even said it before about the categories people like to fit somewhere yeah. and or even from the outside, maybe not even people like to fit somewhere. People like to fit someone in somewhere. So it makes sense to them. Well, Josh, yeah, I get it. He's right. His views are very right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah I think. It. Yeah. I think people do that because it. Uh, uh, I think it's a way of taking a complex issue mm. and simplifying it. Mm. And we, I think, we do that a lot. And um, I think people can be very dogmatic about those types of things. And I think that it's. Uh, it's limiting. It's. It's real. It's what I like to think about is the light and shade in things Mm. and that just because someone might be a conservative or this or that, they might be, you know, it doesn't mean you can be a conservative, but you don't have to be a racist. right? Where it's like, I think that, you know, uh, you know, and the, the other, the other way around, which is like, um, uh, you, you can, you can believe in so, you know, the equality, of men and women and you know but uh there might be some other things which you think in isolation isn't part of that but i think that where we've always ended up landing on this sort of thing is i don't like getting bogged down in certain things which might uh, uh affect the overall thing that we're trying to do which is like yes there might be there might be these um paradoxes or examples where these things don't necessarily match up or there might be you, there might be a good debate for certain things but it shouldn't i don't think come at the expense of the broader thing that we're trying to do which but i think also it there are the right people to do that for different aspects of yeah. things are you someone so i, I want to talk uh, about a few topics and you can tell me whether it's something that you actively talk about or how you feel about it politics Nah. you don't talk politics i don't know enough yeah. it's one thing i probably steer clear of because i don't know yeah. what about money um give me some <laughs> <laughs> no do you how do you feel about 
conversations around money? Do you enter the idea? Or? Yeah. Have you? Because I think you know we talk about family values and all that sort yeah. of thing, and I think I've mentioned that to you before. Where it's like yeah. my parents always said to me they would buy me really nice shoes. And they would say, if you fucking tell anyone how much these shoes cost, yeah, I you don't lose know, them. I don't know that mindset. Yeah. Where do you think that came from? I think it came from this idea, which is like you, I grew up in an area where not everyone had these things. Mm-mm. And um, while that, whilst it was something that I could afford, it wasn't something that should, it, it wasn't a part of our identity or it didn't make me a better person because I had mm. those shoes. I was just lucky and I was lucky, you know, not saying that they're unlucky or anything like that, but I think that it, um, yeah, it was, um, it was building empathy. It's mm. saying just because you've been given these shoes doesn't mean that this is something that everyone gets. So mm. don't treat. So you're saying the lesson came through for you or? Yeah, the lesson did come through. See, I didn't have those lessons, but I don't think I like, I got good shoes and kids I went to school with had better shoes and got more stuff. And then I was hanging out with kids that had fucking nothing because they were poor. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Depends. I'll give you an example. Like there was kids at school that would, the first thing you were you say, the kid that moonwalk into school? Fucking <laughs> check out these. No, but there was there were kids that you, where you'd be like, oh, you'd say, oh, awesome shoes, and like, yeah, one hundred and thirty bucks, right? Or I remember, and the interesting thing was, and I think that this is actually the lower socioeconomic end mm. is probably more common. I remember one kid who I was good friends with; he was pretty poor, mm. and he was sort of like in a sort of um, uh, single, I think he was being brought up with like a single parent type of deal, and his dad would give him like fifty bucks cash for his birthday when he was like really young, right? Well, so we, you know, you're talking like grade two or grade three, and would get like fifty bucks cash, and that was seen as like he was like, we, as kids at the mm-hmm. time, we're like, fuck, he got fifty dollars from his dad, like how much? What does his dad do for work? <laughs> you know, like we thought that was a really big deal. When in reality, it's it was uh, it wasn't coming from a place of yeah. sort of wealth in any of those at, definitions. As a kid, it was who's uh, I see rich people. Like, oh, this person's rich, or this person's got a lot of money. I never thought about salaries. I never thought about how much people earned. It was just this guy's rich, or they're a millionaire. Remember? Oh, they're a millionaire. Yeah. Oh, Fucking he's million. He's got million dollars. I laughed the other day. I was watching, um, uh, was it uh, Millionaires and uh, something? It's a show about these millionaires that become homeless for nine days in Melbourne. It was yeah. like an ABC oh, show. Cool. It's really cool. It was like to give them a new perspective. They go out in the streets and and one of them was like self-made millionaire, and they and they had him on. He's like, my net worth is probably standing at around. 14 million I laughed because I was like 14 million you got 14 million right you 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 own a house (laughs) I know but it's like that's not rich now rich like who you see on fucking Instagram they got a 20 million dollar house to have a 20 million dollar house you need 70 million dollars but also I think it also depends on where you get money from too right like Mm. if you were self-made and you didn't come from something like fucking a million dollars would feel like for some people rich is owning their own house yeah 100% and there's there's going to be people who who 
who never get that opportunity. But, but my, my, I guess comparison is back in the day, it was, yeah. I've got a million dollars, yeah. they're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, the millionaire thing was was a big one. We now used it's all about the billionaire. <laughs> I don't, yeah, the, the old the big B. You know who the richest person in the world is, just quickly? Uh, would it be Jeff Bezos Correct. at the moment? Yeah, uh, founder of Amazon. Yeah. Um, that cunt has fucking been taking some anti-aging drugs because look it up I think I said on this podcast look up Jeff Bezos evolution literally has him back in the 80s and he looks younger today he's ripped he's fucking bald head he looks like Jason Statham he looks he's a weapon looks like a PI he looks pretty amazing (laughs) yeah but um, no I think money is an interesting thing man so as an adult I, I, I don't really have much of an issue talking about money yeah, I, but I don't like. I don't have money to flaunt. Yeah, so I I don't know what that looks like when I do have money to flaunt. How I'll feel. I think it's. Um, I think some people attach their identity to it a lot. Yeah. Um, Man, I've just been trying to build on, and it's you and I both have a similar mindset of, mm-hmm. we will make it work. We will make it at some point, and it's just a, it's kind of when. That's not that's not even a cocky thing, but it's like I haven't worried about the money. It's yeah. it, when you have your own business, you can easily live in a world of fucking. I need dollars, dollars, dollars. Well, I mean, that's the and the funny thing about and everyone has a different perception. Yeah, because you know I've told you this before, where it's like I I've had thirty thousand dollars of debt and being like, oh, I've still got some money. I still can like, I can still get by and all that sort of thing. I feel fine. And there's other people who are like, man, I've got no money at the moment. Like I really need to be careful. Mm. And they've got like a deposit for a house in the bank. Yeah. And so everyone has a different perception. And I think it's good to, I've tweaked stuff now. So it's like, okay, I have money in the bank and I want it like, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, I was able to finance a lifestyle. The lifestyle essentially that I've had since the age of 21 has been funded thanks to banks. But mm. the thing is, and I don't have a house, I don't have anything like that, but I feel like the it's given me the ability now, mm. now that I've, I feel like I was paying spending more money than I was earning. And I feel like for the first time in the last 12 months, I've able to have that shift where I'm able to say, okay, I um, I can put stuff aside and I can have savings and I'm saving for things. And the interesting thing is cash feels way different to credit, right? Like mm. you spend it the same way, but if you spend, if you've, if you've got money in the bank, you know, it's like I'm going to have all this money in the bank for when I go away on my trip and I feel like the way that I'm going to spend it, like I fucking bankrolled trips purely on credit cards mm. before, right? And the way you spend it, it's like this real disconnected thing. Mm. But when I'm fucking spending my own money, I think I'm going to go like way tighter than what we'll I see. have. I, I think you will too, to some degree. Well, because it's that thing of like, you know, it's even the gum tree shit I'm doing and just having cat, like we don't use cash that much any, mm. you know, uh, that much I anymore. I can't tell you when I've had cash last. I ha- I've never, I don't think I've ever been paid cash for a job. 
Mm. The only like I've ha- I've done maybe one cashy, actually not even a cashy in my life. I've done one job where I was doing it for a golfer, and it was a party. There was an event. And I was filming and all that sort of thing. I would have been twenty at the time. Did a uh, you know it was like maybe a three grand job or whatever. Anyway, the uh, the golfer who I was doing it for came up to me. He's like, "Thanks, mate." Just gave me like a wad of fifties. Mm. Just said thanks so much. It was like four hundred bucks. So it's a small wad, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. still a fifties. It was good, and I I just remember being like, "Fuck, this is huge!" Yeah, like that was massive. Well, you hope the bigger the business, you hope that <laughs> they're pr- you're probably not getting paid in cash. The bigger the business you start doing, no one's coming over with eight k cash to hand over. Yeah, thanks for that video, Mark. Yeah, exactly. I reckon they wouldn't do it because it'd be feeling like they're fucking partying with too much. Yeah, it'd be like, look at this fucking money in my hand versus accounts department just quickly. Flick that over, right? Exactly. I was saying to Bree that before the trip, because um, yeah, I like, I think it's a it's an interesting one, right? Because I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable talking. It's this weird, um, uh, what's what's what does everyone call it? Humble brag. It's yeah. literally like a humble brag that I'm sort of doing, which is like, ah, oh, I didn't have money, and now I'm finally got money. But the thing is, like, it's only been like I've spent so much of my time not there and I've told people that like I've been pretty uh, transparent with it I've never gone but I've always felt even though I was outside of my means it never felt like that for me Mm. I'd been treating it like a credit line where it's like okay I want to do all these things and I know that I can elevate my career by if I do all this stuff it's going to give these opportunities I'm going to be able to do that stuff Mm, I had we went to America me and my mate years ago and he just I remember him just uh, he was just uh, he was almost just fucking huffing and puffing around the hotel room yeah about not having any money <laughs> I was like fucking chill out bro yeah. I had my credit card yeah but like I'm not feeling that trip yeah. now all those years later and the anxiety and shit he was feeling yeah which he doesn't now he wouldn't be thinking of that yeah. and he came back and he like he wasn't bad off well and the thing so, is it's like I always like I remember, you know, going to Europe and we're going like, oh fuck, we're um, we're gonna have to spend like five grand on the credit card or stuff like that. It's like okay, that's like how many weeks of what, like a few weeks of work or you know, if that, it's like it makes complete fucking sense. And that was when it's a um, you know, a salary. I think the interesting thing now is now that we're in businesses, we have the our earning potential goes up significantly. Mm. Um, but also there's that lack of security as well. Uh, so it's you're playing with different things, and I think that people that have um, the willingness to make bigger risks, and there's there's good debt and there's bad debt. I I, th- I was just thinking then relationship with money, reflecting on your own because everyone's is different, right? We've yeah. we've heard an insight into yours and a yeah. bit of mine, and that's like. You're pretty introspective and you're looking, you know, you're thinking about yourself and your approach and why you think that. That is the tool that people need to implement to their own life to go, what's my fucking relationship with money? Is it healthy? Am I actually telling an absolute bullshit story? Because the story of you and the credit card thing... It was a story of some bullshit and you were okay, you got through that. Imagine the person that does that. And fucking buys the Chanel bag for ten grand well, that's on the what, fucking credit card, and, and that's a thing that I don't completely understand, right? So for me, like the biggest purchase that I ever made would have been a 
my FS7, my camera, right? Yeah. Which I bought three years ago for, you know, 15 grand or whatever. Put the whole thing on a credit card and balance transferred mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the tipping point. That was like having that for having that for a few months and being like, oh, fuck, like I should really be using this asset. Like beyond, <laughs> beyond just like doing my, uh, the work that I was doing, like I was working full time. I'm like, I could be going out and doing jobs with this and making way more. Mm. And so that debt was what pushed me to actually yeah. do it. And then it's like, fuck, it's, it makes so much sense. So you stretched, it did, it stretched you. I think you're being stretched makes makes a lot of makes a lot of sense i remember seeing one guy on facebook saying hey i just paid off this was like quite controversial i think he said i just paid off um this bike motorbike that i bought and my mentor has always told me that i should always be paying something off what should i buy next and his thing is if you don't have something to pay off what's the point in making money and so his mentor whole thing was even if it's a small loan, always have something so you fucking have that drive. And I think there's... <laughs> He's mistaken the physical object with a goal. Yeah. Just have a goal. Yeah. Set your family up or send your kid to school or yeah. fucking... <sighs> so are you plan it? So I forgot what you said. Are you going to send Bodhi to a... What sort of school? Not even thought about it. Yeah. Not even thought about it. Yeah. Well, because it's not things that change close. so quickly, yeah. especially in the industries we're in yeah like and the funny thing is that you can be in the same role the person who's you can be doing having a radio show Mm. and be a multi multi millionaire and you can be on a radio show with an award wage Mm. (laughs) and just getting enough right it's the same with comedians there are comedians there is Jerry Seinfeld and there is fucking Craig living at his parents house doing fucking shows, making fuck all money. Mm. Um, and yeah, no, I think it's it's a it's a good point to think about where you are financially, but also where, like, what are some of the limiting factors that like the mindset that's maybe limiting your growth? Because mm. my thing is that if you, if there's something you want to do and you're like, I can't do it because I don't have the money, like work out what the... What is the benefit, right? If the benefit, if it's like, if if only I had 10 grand, I could do this thing, which would enable this thing, then fucking like, if you believe in it, if it's really got the return that you think it has, fucking borrow the 10 grand, I reckon. I, I think that that's probably an uncommon... I, I almost think that that advice for people, I don't know, it's not advice, you're just thinking yeah. out loud. But I think the people that will go and do it aren't the people needing to hear that advice because exactly. they will do it. Yeah, 100%. So it's like if you were doubting doing that severely, it's probably you're not the person to do that. Yeah. There might be another solution that gets people, the same result, right? Yeah, people self-filter. So. Uh, this has been an um, episode of money because being sued is all for money. Yeah. Fucking a private investigator makes money. Every you know Everything is kind of relating back to money of what we're talking about. And I also think it's probably um, all these things tie into identity. So um, it's about, you know, your position in society. Mm. Being sued, what are people worried about? They're worried about their position. What is this going to say publicly about me and mm. about my life? What is it going to do about my financial standing? Mm. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, 
I think that a lot of, you know, like we, uh, even today, hanging out with, you know, someone who is really wealthy and he says, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Mm. And the question that you have to ask is, why not? (laughs) And, and, And so much of the time, these these reasons or the things that we're giving ourselves as reasons are just little little cushions which we call excuses mm. just to save us from the pain of reflection and realization that mm. there's nothing fucking stopping us and if you can look around and you can see if you can look around and see that there is someone in a lesser position than you financially, education-wise, mm. whatever it is, and they've fucking done it, then there is no excuse. Yeah, totally. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Uh, today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Good Friday, so we're going to have to uh, hang out uh, tomorrow. Which I'm be going fun. to lawn tomorrow. What time? I don't know. Okay, well, we'll, well that's to, probably a discussion. We'll have to sort that out. But um, we'll get uh, it done good because fr- that's what we do. Good Friday. Can I just quickly say I love fucking every Good Friday watching the Children's Appeal. Oh, uh, what is that? Good People Friday call up and- Children's Appeal. They uh, donate money, but just thinking. Oh no, I did donate last year, but I should should do that again. But yes, uh, whatever you're doing over Easter, enjoy. We'll we'll be here tomorrow eating chocolate chatting remember send us an email hi at the daily talk show.com michelle thanks for your email i hope this is a bit bit of a better fucking arc <laughs> a our, bit rounded our, out our, our I, I i do i appreciate the feedback and it was we we're a bit flat yesterday yeah and uh leon thank you so much for the message of support as well and b mac it's 41 minutes we're doing mate b mac we literally have done this last 15 fucking minutes for you because otherwise <laughs> we'd be out of here the daily talk show everyone remember please review us on fucking itunes you know what stop what you're doing Get out of your fucking rut and, you know, just and fucking review and us. Send us money. Send us money and write <laughs> us a fucking review. I don't know how you review. get it to us. Um, well, yeah, we're going to give cash to every person that does a review. You have to send us an email. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye.